The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 450. Oh, my Force Ghost, 450. Today it's our weekly update on The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And yes, 450, we are on the march to 500 episodes of Star Wars 7x7. That 500th episode will debut on November 16th. Yes, indeed, just a short month and a half away. November 16th will be our big 500-episode spectacular, and November 17th, of course, will be our 501st episode spectacular. (laughs) Both significant numbers, both in the Star Wars universe and in the Star Wars 7x7 universe. But uh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, shall we? We've got... 82 days, not 50 days, but 82 days left until The Force Awakens, and still a lot of news leaking out, still so much that is unknown, at least from the world of official releases. Of course, in the unofficial release world, and the rumors and spoilers and leaks land, there's already a ton to be gleaned, and yet still some holes that yet to be filled, but (laughs) filled they will be within a, a few short months. But let's talk about what some of the official releases have been as far as information goes this week. First of all, of course, was the big release of the immersive 360-degree experience on Facebook, and Star Wars 7 News has published a visual guide to all of the uh, little uh, Easter eggs, I guess you could say, that appeared in that video. I think we captured most of them in our episode where we dealt with it um, the day after the release, but there are a couple in there, like where BB-8 shows up, for example, um, that we didn't cover, so we'll have the link to that visual guide in the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, well, moving on from an unofficial site to an official site, specifically StarWars.com, they recently announced uh, that they have a whole new raft of books that are coming out on December 18th, Force Awakens release day, which... Is it really, or really the release day anymore, considering we have it in the 16th in France and the 17th in the UK and maybe the 17th in the US? Like, how is December 18th the official release date anymore? But uh, I digress. Um, We've got a number of them coming out, including the one I'm most interested in out of the list is Star Wars Before the Awakening, which is billed as a companion piece to Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, to the character novels. And it's an anthology book focusing on the lives of Rey, Finn, and Poe before the events of Star Wars The Force Awakens. So you can see the whole list of books uh, via a link on our blog post as well. That's by uh, That book is by Greg Rucka, who is really getting some plum assignments in the Star Wars universe now. So it's uh, be interesting to be on the fly on the wall in his meetings and see all the things that he's privy to right now. Meanwhile, three other characters took their own places in the spotlight this week. The first of them being Domhnall Gleeson, who plays General Hux of the First Order in the movie, and GamesRadar reported 
on a piece that will be appearing in Total Film Magazine, an interview with Gleason uh, in November's issue. And the one thing that we got out of that is that J.J. Abrams described Hux's character to Gleason as being, quote, merciless, unquote. But then Gleason, <laughs> apparently, according to the story, freaked out, uh, thinking that he was already crossing a line in terms of what he was supposed to keep secret about The Force Awakens and any details related to it. But uh, a neat little piece that we'll also have linked to the blog post for the show's episode. Meanwhile, of course, the ever-intrepid making StarWars.net has a couple of posts on their site that are worth noting. One of them deals with Max von Sydow's character, and Jason Ward, who is the editor of MakingStarWars.net, notes that that's been, I guess, one of his holy grail-ish kind of situations, where uh, for all the details that uh, he and his sources have unearthed about the movie, that uh, Max von Sydow's character's identity had been one that had not uh, been available that had eluded him I guess is a better way of putting it and so now they seem to have some credible information about who that character is and again we are non-spoiler here at least uh, generally speaking so I will keep that information to myself but if you want to know who they are saying it is uh, then you can check the link on the blog post for the show's episode and it will bring you right to all their hypothesizing and rumor sourcing about the whole situation and finally there's a thing about a uh, character that we've reported on previously whose name was revealed in the databank for StarWars.com's website uh, about a reckless resistance pilot named Elo Asti, E-L-L-O-A-S-T-Y, which Katrina Dennis from, uh, oh gosh, <laughs> the website just flew out of my brain, Movie Pilot, I believe that is, um, who had also been a guest on the Expanded Comic Verse podcast that I do with Tim McMahon from the Fandomverse. Uh, she had noted that his name was uh, basically a, a spelling out of L-O-S-T, or at least one way of looking at it from Lost, but it turns out that there may be a another way to look at it, and this one is turning out to be, at least in the comments thread at makingstarwars.net, to be a rather divisive reveal. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are about it. But I think I can tell you this much about it. There's a Beastie Boys album named Hello Nasty, and if you drop the H and the N, you get Hello Asty, oddly enough. And the fact that this may be the source of the character's name could be corroborated by the fact that in Arabesh, the written language of the Star Wars universe, he has the phrase Born to Ill inscribed on artwork for his helmet. Personally, on first blush, that's kind of pushing my boundaries of what I feel like I'm able to tolerate, but I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Chime into the comments for the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, let's do some trivia before we get out of here. Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. Back on Friday, we asked you who greeted Darth Vader upon his arrival at the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi, and that was Moff Gergerard. Today's question, what was Tarkin's title besides Grand Moff? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take a blind shot at a Sarlacc tentacle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7X7. It's not a little higher, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!
and Games Radar reported on a snippet of an interview that uh, has appeared or has not appeared. <laughs> Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.